So the plan is to travel to Candlekeep, trade one of these two books, either the cookbook or Apocalypto, for entry, so that we can talk to Celine, so Celine can help us with the puzzle box. Silvera, she's like a master Silvera. of ciphers. Yeah, yeah, she'll tell she's us. She's like a spymaster, arcane person. Gotcha. Anyway, what you said. I told her we could meet Selene and she could tell us our heart will go on. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Negative one inspiration. <laughs> so does this mean... So whatever I am not invited anymore. Whatever you didn't say before was worse than that. <laughs> wow. That's a valid nice. point. Does that make Zen's a rose from Titanic? Nice. <laughs> there's not um, enough room on this massive door. Come back, there's a goat. Actually, Jack would be a goat. Maybe yeah, like one of your French goats. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> right, anyway. really well, I still don't know what to do with El Doofus. Well, we want to, we want to find his paladin pals, right? It's paladin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's easier said than done, though, right? The refugee crisis is like a massive deal. Right? Yeah, we're talking at this point hundreds of people outside the city gates. Okay. Um, and actually, the wall of refugees that is being turned away are starting to disperse and distribute up and down the Sword Coast. They're going north and south looking for places to go. So. Actually, you know, a fitting, uh, fitting oh. punishment for the crime, you're the president of El Torel. Organize your people and lead them somewhere. <laughs> you know, find them a home. Feed them. Although, although we just we just heard the... Um, um, I keep wanting to call him the, the, the bard, but, but uh, Harper. This is, you know, the Harper just told us that uh, his golden tongue is going to get him out of trouble, and I think the last thing we want to do is put him back in a position where he can become, schmooze his way to become president. And... Mm. So well, I, I mean, maybe... he, what he specifically said was he's full of shit, and yeah, you as Zanzer and me as, you know, a human being would say, okay, so he's a politician. They're all full of shit. That's, that's he's true. probably just stinking like yeah. a common politician. I was going to say maybe Rhea and I could go, I will volunteer to bring, unless one of you think maybe you're better because you're locals. I would take Rhea to the uh, refugee camps and just ask her on say, hey, you know, can you find others of your order? I lost the page somewhere. I don't know where it wound up. What a twat. Is there a piece of paper fall behind your thing there? Looks like I saw oh, it. I did. It's with Theo's Ah, cool. <laughs> All right. Made that perception check. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's the plan, yo? Well, if you guys want to stick here and talk to Harper Dude, I'll take her to the refugee camp and see if she can meet any of her fellow uh, people from her order. Yeah, I mean, I am I am not strategically minded. I want eight hours and a long rest and time to like bond with my Actually, my new shield. That's <laughs> I think a lot of this is probably a bit... It's middle of the night. Oh, yeah. no, it's yeah, done. It's, it's middle, oh, it is done. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and also a couple other quick bookkeeping things as well. Um, you're also operating under Captain Zodge, and he did promise you a substantial reward if you cleared out the cultists, which you did. Um, he doesn't know you were involved with this thing with Thelon Rovanthamper. So <laughs> There's no Thelon Rovanthamper was involved with the cultists. So we could bring this guy to him and see... I think you actually mumbled that we could do that, and I missed it. So yeah, yeah, just bring this guy to him. Under the auspice of what you've been doing the last three months, say, hey, this guy needs to be locked up in prison and nobody's allowed to see him. Mm. You do that. I mean, so you tell me as a native of El Torel, and, and I'm sure you'll have to go through Ben to get some insight on this, but like, when, you know, before El Torel vanished, was he an effective leader? Um, he was organized, but he was, you know, a 50 50 mix of people who feel about him as a politician. He was a, a theocrat. 
Um, so I guess more than 50-50. Let's say 70-30. Okay. Because he drives a little bit of a religious zeal in addition to the usual political slanginess. And I am generically anti Politicians. Leaders, anyway. Yeah. I just don't like the uh, you know the proletariat. You know, I just don't not proletariat. Sort of word. I don't like. The, yeah, I don't like the elite. I don't, the like the elites, I don't like the elites and the nobles, anyway. So you would probably get a negative view. The bourgeoisie. Anyway. So I, I mean, I, I'm still leaning towards like I mean, yeah, he was down there helping out people who were worshiping devils. So technically a heretic. Technically, at least belongs in prison, if not out like killed. But. If sparing him because he's a leader that his people will listen to and he can get, you know, bring the refugees closer to something like a normal, better life, I'm willing to just let him go if, as long as that's what he's doing. I mean, we've taken the magic shield from him. We've killed Thalamra. He's, he's not involved with the devil cult anymore, like, damage done, but he, maybe he's still useful. We do have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, like, my, my, my only thing with him is it's, like, he is, I, I don't think he is in any way necessary towards advancing our goals. I, I think that he, you know, it would be really, really cool if we could get him to stop bullshitting and, like, tell us what's actually up. I don't know how likely we are going to be able to do that and how much time we want to waste on that. I mean, we got God in a platter, so what else do we need? Anybody else mm-hmm. want? I mean... You know what we can do? Let's dump him on Zaj and say, here, you make this decision. Yeah, he's your problem. Yeah, yeah you know, put him in jail, put him in charge of the refugees, let him work, you know, commute his sentence by helping them. Not our problem. Yeah, we need to... Hera. Get fucker out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my thumbs up on that. All right. So that's the plan? That's the plan. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, you know where he's going to be. kind of hangs out in the same spots every day, so... Uh, you tramp around with this man in shackles. Bar, poorhouse, poorhouse, poorhouse. Library. <laughs> Which is a front for a whorehouse. <laughs> Dry cleaners. Oh, it's a whorehouse, it's a front for a library. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, actually, I have a, a cutscene for when you come back to Zaj. Oh! Oh, so, do it. I'll do the thing. Use it, Dean. Here we go. Use it, go here. Use the shit bag. <laughs> Zaj doesn't seem to notice the sound of regimented steel footfalls as he attempts to haggle with you over the amount of the reward that you agreed upon. However, the group approaching you is as heavily armed and armored as anyone that you've ever seen within the city walls. Flaming fist regalia bedeck their plate mail armor, and numerous members of the entourage are decorated not just with service medals, but with colorful tattoos, bone jewelry, and in one case a necklace of what looks like taxidermied troll ears. The figure in their lead is a stern-looking woman whose dark auburn hair grays in a melon streak at the front of her hairline, serving to enhance the aura of authority that already hangs about her with a ferocious intensity. Mid-sentence, Zaj looks up to meet her gaze just in time for her gauntleted backhand to connect with his mouth. Hmm. The crunch of broken bone is audible over the bustle of the city, and you swear you see a couple of his teeth go tumbling over the lower city cobblestones. Liara Portier. She extends her hand to whoever is willing to shake it. Uh, you. And you hear, and Zaj covers his bleeding nose and mouth with a hand as he struggles to rise to his feet. Liara doesn't turn to face him as she replies. On your feet, Sergeant. I'll expect a full report when you compose yourself. As for you all, word of what's transpired here has already made its way to Fort Valarin. I'll see nothing less than to have you adequately compensated and provided whatever amenities you need to remain here comfortably or travel safely, if that is your wish. And, uh, she... <coughs> Uh, looks at your captive and says, 
What's the story with your prisoner? Ooh, we've got someone better than Zosh to turn him into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's cool. Um, this is High Overseer Creed. Uh, we took him captive, assisting a group of devil worshippers. Uh, he was he claims to be their prisoner, but he was helping them decipher ancient texts. Heretic. And you haven't seen fit to kill him, or this is I feel like I must interrupt and I mm. uh, I say this is um what was this name? Creed? This is Lord Creed of El Terrell. We did not think it was our station to summarily execute him. This so is, this, this, is a, this is a very serious matter and when, you know we, we did not feel it was our place. And we weren't able to get much information out of him, but he's clearly not telling the whole truth. I'm sure we can get more information out of him. Uh, Sergeant, get up. And Saj is like barely getting to his feet. He's got blood all over his hands. He's sort of holding his broken nose. And she says, mm. No, never mind. Uh, you're a little hot-headed, Sergeant. Perhaps you need to cool down. Spend some time in the brig. You two, escort Zaj and this prisoner down to the Sea Tower of Falderan. Uh, if you need anything at all, contact me. Marshal Liara Fortier. She extends the hand again. Um, and, and then she, oh, and she says, the, uh, the amount of your coinage mm. were you promised by this man. I think you promised to get that there. Yeah, whatever it is, we'll accurately report you. She says, we're not lying to this woman. Yeah. Uh, no. She says, I like my key. <laughs> uh, from the stories that have reached me and Chulf, what you've earned probably exceeds the 500 gold this man has agreed to pay you. Uh, the aftermath of Abdel Adrian is something that no city should face without proper competent leaders. Um, see me at the Sea Tower, and we'll arrange for an adequate payment. Um, I'm not going to make you do like walking there <laughs> to go collect your quest rewards. <laughs> we propel her. Quick time, Harch. Uh, but she will <laughs> double. Don't worry, doing an initiative order. Thirty feet inside. She will double the amount that you are supposed to be paid. So it's a thousand gold. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, and she offers you any mundane supply from the armory that you might want. Any men, any mundane items from the PHP. Including full plate? Yep. So was it was it a thousand apiece or a thousand? It's a thousand for your group. For your group. And, I, and did you? you, you I wrote down the other treasure. The other treasure was like a thousand if we sold it all. Th- yeah, that was like two thousand total for all of our crap. I'll add it to this. Plus, list. I'm not including that dagger. I think we should check that out later. Yep. And a broken dagger. Okay. So you've uh, dealt with Fabius Krieg for now. It is Krieg with a G, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, I was. I thought it was Krieg, like, it's, you know. Like, it's oh, gonna Creed. Creed. <laughs> it's going to get really confusing later, because there's a thing that has Krieg in the name later, and it, it's related to him that you'll find out about, but it's it's Krieg. And Creed. Nice. Good. Creed's Creed. Yes. We're going to have to say that like 50 times and everybody's going to be all fucked up. Yep, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, she offers you any Monday night. So if there's anything the PHP you want, you don't already have that isn't magical. Um, no potions of healing. She can't give you that, but she can give you full blade mail and shields and shit like that. Weapons? Yeah, mundane weapons. I'm going to take a light crossbow. Yep, she can give you that. Uh, oh, and she will offer you a silvered ammunition. Um, oh, ah, oh, yes. Part of her contingent from Chultz. Uh, they were actually dealing with a werewolf infestation at Fort Bilarin, mm-hmm. so they silvered all their weapons. Nice. Um, so basically, it's a bunch of stuff that was actually used in the field, but it's all silver. Um, so any mundane weapons, any martial weapons that are uh, your type you want silver, you can have. 
Uh, it's a silvered ammunition. They can give you uh, up to 40 bolts or up to 60 arrows. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I can get a silver maul and some silver hand axes? Yes. Silver hand axes is pretty cool. That's <laughs> Um Yeah, and uh, and you now have met Liara Portier, which unfortunately only gets like this much screen time in the adventure, but she's so cool. She's my favorite character. She's played by Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, awake. <laughs> um, so I did want to jot down because we we got so many weird books now. I don't know if we we've all written down the books. Uh, I was keeping track of the one that I grabbed off of Thirstwell, Thirsty Thirstwell. There really aren't that many books. I'll only highlight the ones that are actually relevant. So yeah, okay. Many of you guys are just asked about that aren't story or appropriate. But uh, Apocalypto is one. You currently hold that's the black tome that he was reading. Uh, first of all, was reading. Uh, uh, is it written in common, by the way? I, I haven't leafed through it yet. Uh, it is. Okay. Yeah. It is written in common. Uh, and the other one was uh, this Kalashed cookbook that Falster Fisk has in his possession. Our. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say have we at any point been in a place for longer than an hour where I could cast Identify on that dagger? Not yet, actually. Okay. Um, you've all been sort of traveling. Unless you wanted to stay behind while these guys were going to deal with Zaj. I'd rather not. Um, but there was also the the book that, um, what's his name, had that he was trying to decipher the shield with. That was all written in... That was actually, it's, it's like a junk book. It was just, oh. it's translating ancient infernal versus current. Okay. There was one more name that we didn't, uh, that was in this note that we did, I didn't recognize. Ed- Ettergards? Elterguards. Elterguards. As in from Elterel. Um. Oh, okay. All right. The way the T is crossed, it crosses yeah, the, the L. And it, right yeah, right I thought it was a new name, but that's fine. Okay, then never mind. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Falster Fisk uh, is ready to go with you guys if you want to go with him. Otherwise, he will peace out. Uh, you, no, we want to go see. It's our only lead. Yeah. Well, we gotta go get. Our we gotta go money. finish this off. Yeah. Get our yeah, money. It, yeah, it's trivial. You go get your money and your mm. trivial loot. Mm-hmm. Um, he suggests that if you guys are tired from being adventuring all night, that you crash at his house. Uh, and then set out uh, probably tomorrow morning. Yeah. Stick around the city for a while and, and really like twenty-four hours of clear your wounds yeah. and all Do you that have sort any of frozen shit. pieces. I really don't. Know. He's actually, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunately it's Elios. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was in the outer city, man. Oh, he can't afford yeah. a pizza. Uh, so yeah, he offers up his place. And if you choose to take him up on it and have no other choice, uh, nothing bad happens. You get a long rest. I like long resting. Yeah. After the Do any rest? leveling up things happen? Uh, yeah, we'll do it now. Everybody level up to you. Level up right now. Okay. Let's say we can do the, we can do the uh, identifies and shit. Yeah, if actually, if she yeah. Wants, you don't have combat until the next time we meet. So if you don't want to level up right now, I want to keep things going so I can get to a better stopping point. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but you will level up, so don't forget. Um, your shield. Your new fancy shield. Um, this is called the Shield of the Hidden Lord. Hmm. It adds plus two to your armor class. Ooh, hey. Oh, never shield that. Uh, and, well, yes. Um, but it also grants you uh, resistance to fire damage. Oh, nice! Yes. Thank God. So now you can stand next to Nemea without any fear. <laughs> uh, it can communicate with you. It is an intelligent item, and uh, it has opinions and thoughts and a lot of history about the ancient times. Um, or at least it's inferred to you that it has history of the ancient times. Um, you also uh, intrinsically are aware after bonding with the shield for eight hours that there are other magical things that can do uh, over time provided that you and the shield's goals are aligned. Neat. So it's kind of like 
being a warlock, but just a little bit on the more up and up side. Seems that way, yeah. A little less intense. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's, it's basically the efforts of the shield currently are to push you to do things that involve fighting devils. You know what? That seems good. Easy sell. <laughs> yep. Watch, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking demonic. It's a demon sword. <laughs> it's a demon, a demon shield. It's a demon shield. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> every, every every night, like after we've all gone to bed, it's gonna be like, hey, punch Nemea right in the face. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow, your two voices that are the same. <laughs> hey, what punch Nemea in the face? <laughs> are, you, are you asleep? <laughs> It's gonna be like the fucking uh, the the sunlight sword that Maruk had for like five minutes, and it's like, nope, you're just it's no, horrible, yeah. you know, I hate my this. My friend with the horny fighting sword. <laughs> um, yes, so that is what that does. Uh, the dagger is not magical. Oh, oh, it's a broken ass dagger. Yeah, this is broken. Well, fuck. Throw it in the sewer. <laughs> Uh, could I exchange out the dagger I have for a silver dagger? Can I only yes. get one thing from her? Okay, great. Yeah. So now no, she, she's opening the armory and the treasury. She's great. Now I have silver weapons. Um, oh, 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 and you, you've heard some stories about Liara Fortier and some asses about to get kicked. Um, she Why was not... she so pissed at Zaj? I don't. Was he just? Because he's a scumbag. It's big. The... I mean, so a couple things are really there. Wrong. One hey, of them is hey. that he's a known scumbag. He's a known sleeve bag who sure. like gets into bar fights and uses I'm his so badge sorry. to get out of trouble. Oh, okay. Uh, one of those is that he was trying to rip you guys off and you were trying to collect your funds. She was okay. having to walk in on it. It's free to repair. Uh, and the other thing is that she's here to take over as the marshal and she wants to basically find the biggest badass in the room and kick his ass. Okay. And so she basically emasculated him <laughs> in front of the town square. Thank God she didn't look at Dragger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, then she looked at Dragger and said, "Well, not that big." Second biggest. That guy. <laughs> Who's behind you? She's CR5. She's probably not the floor. Oh, yeah. She kicked, my, she kicked my shit in. But you'd be smiling the whole way. Dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Hard as a walk. All right. Uh, so you are headed to Canopy, if I'm understanding correctly. Mm-hmm. The Rock and Roll. You have any other chores in town to do? I don't think so. I mean, the fact that they just gifted me with plate mail armor is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, is uh, is Rhea going to come with us, or do we have to sort of talk her into like. Rhea would friends? like to come with you because she thinks that the fight goes with you and she wants to fight. Well, it's definitely gonna be fighting, and yeah, I don't feel good about bringing a fourteen-year-old to hell. Well, you guys She's have no reason to know the character. That hell is yeah. full of fourteen-year-olds okay. who made deals so they could learn how to play the guitar. Okay, you know what? Fair enough. We don't know that we are actually going to hell. I'm just assuming because we're fighting devils that well, they live in El- hell. Yeah. She's well, an Pirellian, so I feel I should. I realize that like it's obvious because of the screen and the name of the. Game that we're playing in a lot of jazz, but you guys in character actually have no reason to believe that you're traveling down. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I'm a little less hesitant to it because, like, it, I mean, it's sometimes Dragomir forgets that, you know, he's giant and, like, literally giant. Um, but he left home to yeah. go fight the evils of the world at 14. I mean, she wants to be a squire to you or to me. Yeah. Great. You have a sword? Come with us. I, yeah. That, that was more my point is that Theo doesn't want her to get involved because she is a child. Like, regardless of whether we go to hell or not, like, there's obviously very deadly fighting. Yeah. Um, Her argument is, and it's a persuasive one, she's a combatant. She's been trained to be a paladin since she was three years old. Uh, She can wield a broadsword like a grown man. She can wield a grown man? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She can wield a broad. (laughs) She can wield the fuck she wants. I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, Theo... She can fight harder than I can. You know it. 
And hey, maybe she'll burn some lay on hands on me instead of you. And you can keep your spell slots. It'll be good for the economy. <laughs> uh, as you are departing from uh, the city of Baldur's Gate, uh, which is something that only Sansar has done in the last like, three months, so this is kind of weird. Um, you are on the bridge called Wern's Crossing. You're vaguely familiar with Wern's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Been before. Um, and something that happened a long, long time ago, back in session one, happens again, which is that Dragomir is pickpocketed. I stole my full plate armor. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, actually, no, it's something that it's easy to catch because it's somebody who's not trained. And when you turn to look, it is uh, somebody who's about 11 years old, and they aren't stealing your coinage. They are stealing your rations. Oh. oh. And it looks like somebody who's probably one of the refugees from Elturon. Gotcha. I grab him by the scruff of the neck. Choke him out. Now he doesn't need to eat. <laughs> More food for everybody else. Especially if you eat him. Mm, Gotta be resourceful. <laughs> I just, I just hoist him up and look at him. Why is your hand in my pocket? I'm starving. Mm. He's crime to steal. Criminals get punished. They get punished in your lands. Is this correct? Yes. Punishment's better than starving to death. How many friends do you have that are starving? Your punishment is to go buy food for the eight of your friends. You must carry it back. Carry their water, too. For a week, you carry their water. You no steal anymore. Yes, sir. Here's money. Go buy food. Go buy water. And he drops down. And he looks around. And he sort of books it towards, like, one of the food vendors who's out here just making a mitt, raking these people over the coals. I just looked down. I did not have time to break his legs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, don't lie, you're a sword. <laughs> oh, maybe next time. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> and then she runs away and looks over Right in the legs. <laughs> Alright, uh, what are we doing next? Uh, you guys are headed towards Candlekeep. You cross the Worms Cross <laughs> uh, and you emerge on firm ground that is not part of the city for the first time in a long fucking time. For the, actually, for Theo, for the first time in ever. He's never left the city. There you go. And for the man, it's the first time she can remember. So, there you go. Um, you were not like, isn't this great? We're out of the city. Oh god, that place sucks. Theo and me are like, everything is too open. Yeah, there, there's a very big like agoraphobic moment where it's like, I, I keep as somebody who like tries to keep to the corners in the city because I don't like being seen because nobody likes looking at me. Um, <laughs> See that? I, I like that's a horizon. <laughs> I keep I keep trying to like find like something to sidle up against but I can't so I'm just sort of like walking backwards aimlessly both Theo and Nemer are doing the thing the opposite thing of the tourist in New York City and just stop in the middle of the street and just <laughs> freeze and I can't see you um, it's a major trade road so there are people out here so at least there's that comfort because you guys are probably used to people being fucking everywhere um, most of the people out here are dirt poor they are Eltergard refugees who uh, have been turned away at the gates and at this point in equal measure they are traveling north to Waterdeep and south to Candlekeep looking for places to go. Shit, shit, shit. And uh, you guys are basically traveling alongside a bunch of these refugees as you travel, and uh, they try to keep high spirits. Uh, they are thankful that they were not in the city and whatever happened, happened. Uh, but they don't really know where to go, and they don't have a lot of places to turn, and a lot of it is a facade, just trying to keep the younger people that are traveling with them from losing hope. Um, 
We should have asked her to fucking do something about it, and we missed our damn opportunity. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. She would have said no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also, she, like, she is, she's not a dupe. She doesn't have any. Yeah. She couldn't open the gates unless she wanted the lower city, which is her purview, to be overflowing with problems. So, um, she would have said no. But you are traveling on the road south to get towards Candle Keep. Uh, Terrain-wise, it's very rocky terrain. You're up on a cliffside for a lot of the journey, and it looks down over these crashing waves from the ocean beyond. Uh, far, far off in the distance are the Moonshay Isles, where there are elven pirates who do cool things that maybe Brian will tell us about in some years. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead of what? that happening... <laughs> so not some forgotten realms. <laughs> yeah, good point. Okay. Uh, but you travel south for uh, a day and change. You have to make camp at least once. Uh, and when you make camp, you know, it's a bunch of these Elder Guard refugees who are traveling with you, and Rhea Manthamorin sidles up to the fire and uh, meets someone who she's familiar with uh, from her time in Elturel. Someone who studied under the same paladin tutor that they had, uh, and they start swapping stories. And over the course of this conversation, Rhea confesses that she's beginning to lose hope. Some of the things that she's seen have broken her heart. And the person that she's speaking with is a, a young boy who looks like maybe a year or two younger than her. Um, you get the, uh, from just sort of creeping in the conversation a little bit, this, this young man's name is Bran. Uh, and Bran says, uh, don't say Break that. him. <laughs> don't say that. Remember the tale of Belandi, the first overseer of the city, when all was lost and everything was broken and ruined. Belandi prayed to Torm, and Torm gifted the companion to the city and turned away the plague of undeath. It was thought to be impossible. And through the power of prayer, we can overcome all things. And, you know, do you remember the story about... Uh, and such and such it starts name dropping all these different heroes from Elturel's history and um, Rhea looks like she's half buying into it but by the end of this conversation uh, she seems to be in a little bit higher spirits than she was she hit a breaking point and kind of bounced back a little bit you suspect that it has roughly equal parts to do with Bran telling these stories of their heroes and with somebody who was indiscriminately passing a wineskin around, and she got a little shitty as a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Getting a little emotional, and, you know, she, she kind of cries it out, and she gets back on it, and she is ready to roll by morning time. Is she going to tell us a secret? The cat breaks in the morning, and everyone gets up and starts heading out on their way towards Candle Keep. Uh, and you guys uh, are trailblazing. They're going a little slower than you would want to. Um, just just for fun flavor things, since we haven't had a chance to do this. This is our first time on the road together since we were traveling with oh, the road, 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 road again. <laughs> um, Dragon Chess. Nice. Yeah, yeah do yeah. us. Um, that was com- uh, competing uh, intelligence checks, I think, yeah. right? What is uh, this? Technically, you're proficient in it, so you had your proficiency. Today. Yeah. What is this? Dragon Chess. Oh. <laughs> play it. So proficiency is now up to plus three. Don't forget, our proficiency <laughs> went up. Uh, I don't have proficiency. He's not proficient. Oh, oh, just, I was just beating just the intelligence. Ooh, all right. Let's see what you got. Eighteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Plus intelligence is uh, twenty-two. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, mine is only a fourteen. Hmm. But wait a minute, that's not right. Oh, I was looking at my saving throw. That should uh, only be a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> still, still plenty to beat me. Here. <laughs> still have plenty to learn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we we swap war stories and play dragon chess. Yep. Show each other, you know, different scars, yeah. rashes. Do something that we used to do on the road when we would get back into friendly territory and do like a primal scream into the void. <laughs> being being old war buddies. Fucking Comparing scars and Santa pulls up a shirt and shows his appendix scar. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, do a primal do, scream. You do notice that I'm a little less jovial than I was before, like 
all the shit that happened on me. It's yeah. understandable. So, so I think that's why Dragonair is like sort of like trying to pull that you know yeah. out of you to, yeah. to get you know trying to get you back into a healthier headspace. He showed you his scars, but not the one on his heart. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that double bypass. That was a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And before you know it, a day and a half later, uh, you can see the high walls of Candlekeep on the horizon. And I have a picture for that somewhere around here. I think it's this one. This right? Yeah, that's it. Sure. Ooh, it's pretty. Yeah, they keep candles in there. Yep. The candles are kept. Candlekeep (laughs) is a very strange place. Um, You guys probably all have heard of Candlekeep. I don't think I'm going to call for a roll on this one. Candlekeep is a very weird concept in the first place. It is a gigantic fortress that is up on top of this island, connected by a tiny little land bridge, which makes it incredibly defensible. And long ago, some ancient wizard who was uh, a primeval ass-kicker set up the fortress as a place to put uh, all of his arcane tomes and texts where they would not be attacked and taken from, you know, people who are shitty. And um, over time, it grew up into a bona fide fortress city. Oh, Candlekeep Mysteries. That's that ad I keep seeing on yes, Facebook. Yes, you. Um, but the, the rule that you've been told about, and you heard from Falister earlier, is they only allow someone in if they donate a book of adequate value to add to their library. And originally it was just add any book that we don't already have. Uh, but they had to get a little bit more picky when they realized that they only had so much real estate on this island and they already built it very vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now they say it has to be a book of adequate value. It has to have some sort of actual that somebody might seek out on purpose. They, uh, they at this point, a lot of people live here permanently because when you leave the gates, it doesn't exempt you from the rule. You have to bring a new book in to get every back in the gates every single time you come in. And at this point, the books that people want to get into Candlekeep are hundreds of gold. And all the concession stands are outside the gates, so they charge it twice. Yeah, they are real pricks. Um, and they can only get Pepsi products inside. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. Only um, two beers per ID. Which is also a growing problem for them because they only have so much housing as well, so it's kind of fucked up. But a lot of like high-level wizards make their homes here and like use it for laboratory space where they don't have to worry about some shitlord barging in and stealing their tomes. Dragomir, you know what you must do. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dragomir, barging in and stealing your tomes. Being a nerd, taking your books. <laughs> Pushing someone down the stairs, taking their backpack. The man just like very keep, carefully keeping her hands in her pocket the whole time. Like, uh, uh, quick technical question about Camel Keep. So, if we were to trade them Apocalypto to get in, because you said that would get us in, would we then be allowed to like make a copy of the book when we get inside? Um, yes, you would be allowed to write the contents of the book in a, a script of your own ownership. Right. However, uh, you have to do it on your own time inside the walls. Yeah. And they would be subject to the like library rules of taking out the book you just donated to mm-hmm. write it all down, mm-hmm. and then they'd have to check to make sure the condition of the book was the same, and they're very they're nerds. Nice. You can rewrite it and make yourself a hero. <laughs> Dragon your fan fiction. Dragon Air Sue. This book was good, but not enough meat. <laughs> good going, I'm barely in this. When you get to Candlegate, you do see that there's a long line outside the gates. And it's an awful lot of refugees that do not have a tongue. And they are being turned away from the gates by Candlegate. One book can get our party in. Yes. Right, okay, I was just you about to go. So we put all the refugees in our party. Yeah. For a minute, we have a party of 4,700. Yeah. And <laughs> um, there's not quite that many. There's like 100, maybe 150 people out here. Yeah. Um, any given book that is of adequate value is probably good for like four or five people. So us. Yeah. Falister says, you know, my cookbook will get five of us and looks at Rhea. Yeah, okay, both books then. 
But you could probably grab a few refugees if you want to help somebody on the way in. Let's scoop a couple. Yeah. Why not? Um, Bran, her friend, would probably be part of that. Yeah. Let's, sure. Let's look for anyone with, like, small children. Yeah. Bran is only, like, 13 years old. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Uh, when you get to the gates, there's no altercations. They ask you for what you're donating to the collection. They check over what you have. When they look at Apocalypto, they're like, okay. Yeah, it seems like something somebody's going to look at. Look at raging nerd boners. Yeah. Look at the book, it's so cool. It's in black letter. It's the first edition. It's one of those things, though, where the. Signed you, by the author, look, the devil! <laughs> if you check that book out, you immediately go on a watch list. Yeah. Yeah, the NSA is in your computer. <laughs> it's actually uh, a really weird thing because it's a bunch of academics that study a lot of, like, really high up esoteric arcane knowledge. Anybody who wants to study weird, illicit garbage like Infernal Devil. Devil shit comes here to do it. Mm. Makes sense. While they're under observation because it's weird devil shit. Mm. We're the good guys. Um, you trade your book. You're allowed entry into Candle Keep. And Falister says Sylvia's laboratory is in one of the towers. And he points to that one. You can actually see the window from right there. And you can see there's like sparks and arcane shit going on <laughs> up there. So oh, somebody's man. running like an arcane Vandegraaff machine. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've never been more interested. <laughs> I was like, somebody's like, like fucking me. Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras, beads flying everywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Girls holding their shirts up. Books for tits. Books for tits. Yeah, you show your tits, somebody wants a hard cover. <laughs> 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 Knocks you the fuck out. <laughs> now I've got a math text, but I don't know how to do math. Oh. Um, yeah, but you get in and you get the, the basic lay of the land and it's basically a big loop with like a keep in the center and the keep is where the really valuable shit is kept. Uh, but Silvira's tower is in the back of the keep and it's this like massive wall of towers. It looks ridiculous. Like normally in a keep like this you'd have towers in each of the corners where the walls meet. But there's like 40 towers that are all pushed up on the back wall because it just kept building upwards <laughs> with new and, towers. Oh, so it looks like New York City. Well, also like every wizard wants a tower. Whether they need one or not. So yeah. they just all have to. They're trying to make taller towers because they're trying to compensate. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them actually, are bent. They basically all look like round versions of the shitty library tower at UMass. They throw bricks at you? It's very foul. <laughs> very well, foul. I was going to say, this guy's name is Fallister. I, <laughs> I just noticed that. I'm like, this guy's name is they, You know what? They're all named Fallister in Gamble Keep. Yes. He's a real Fallister, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fallister's been here before. He gives you like a brief tour. He's like, this is you know, the training area for their watchers. Um, this place uh, holds Ogma, um, the god of knowledge, in high reverence for obvious reasons. And so it's dedicated our uh, paladins of Ogma who patrol the walls and, and repel any invaders. And there have been many invaders of Candlekeep over the years, but they've never breached the walls. Um, he gestures to um, the Lonely Tap, which is the bar that people who like to drink and read books go to. Oh, there's probably a cat on the table. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> right now! Oh, nerd bar. Yeah, yeah. nerd bar. Uh, he tells you it's nerd bar. Yeah. And uh, there are the average thousands. And he, uh, there's like a, a, inside the walls, there's a little farm area where they make manufactured products, but um, they use a lot of wizard spells to like augment them. So you milk a cow and then you cast spells to like duplicate the milk so they have enough to feed everyone inside the walls. It's arcane GMOs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then there are the, all these towers, and the towers are goofy because, again, they just built them straight up, like, next to each other. So they're, like, eight feet apart, but they're doors for each tower that go up into, like, a spiral staircase to go to different laboratories and residences and 
places where various types of knowledge are stored. And let me guess, no door to go from tower to tower. So if you forgot something in the last tower, you're going to go all, all the way down. All there way is a up. land bridge from a couple of the, like, sand <laughs> bridge that connects some of them, but most of them are separate, yeah. Uh, and he says, this is the tower that her laboratory is in. If you want to meet her now, we can meet her now. Or if you prefer to have a drink and relax, you know, take some of the heat off of your heels. Um, the Lonely Tap is uh, always willing to serve. They are open 24 hours a day. Elterald does not wait for my heels to lose heat. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you know, as much as I would love to, like, get the lay of the land, I feel like we're on a little bit of a time clock here. <laughs> and also, Xander's gonna be on our back. <laughs> yeah, Xander's not gonna be able to relax the no. whole time here, and that's yeah. gonna make it a miserable time at the bar anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> so he shows you the correct tower and starts leading the way. Now, he's not in great shape. He's in his 50s and he's a nerd, so he gets like, four floors up and he's winded. He's <laughs> he's like, Dragomir, give the man a fucking piggyback. I, I yoda this man. <laughs> So Vera's lab is on the 13th floor, because of course it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's a long hike up the stairs. There's no elevator. There, of course there's no elevator. It's a stone What building. do you mean it's a walk-up? <laughs> <laughs> it's three floors. You're talking about a place that casts spells to duplicate milk, but the idea of making an arcane elevator is ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. It was in the PHP. How the hell are we supposed to get this duplicated milk up to the 13th floor? I mean, I guess a bunch of them can just cast, like, levitate. And well, especially like, are too stupid to take one milk upstairs and then duplicate it. Right, yeah. They no, do it all on the ground. I'm actually get a river up there. They duplicate it on the top floor and then pour it down the tower. <laughs> and everybody runs to their window and lap it up so they're all like cats. <laughs> with their no duplicated Cheerios. I was, was going to say, they've got, the, they've got the fun tower that's just ice with... And they pour liquor down. <laughs> the fun, happy tower. <laughs> the ice luge tower. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and duplicated tequila coming down the it's tower. It's the party right tower where all the Dionysus warlocks vibe. <laughs> Why um, have we turned Candlekeep into Mardi Gras? When did this happen? You did this. Um, but he brings you into Silvira's lab. Uh, and Silvira is there doing some arcane bullshit. Here's Hashtag things. with... <gasps> oh, she's one of those people. <laughs> Do you know her? <laughs> I don't know anybody, Theo. I, I can't remember people. I, I love that we've normalized overt racism They're towards tieflings. <laughs> so is the rest of the Forgotten Realm. Yeah, true, true, true. Wait, you don't remember? Do you remember me? I, I just, what? I just don't you remember. Yeah, I smell funny. Are we friends? I don't remember anybody from before the city. Oh, okay, that doesn't matter. Yes, that makes, makes a big difference. Um, okay, yeah. So, um, Ray, I got a taste for the drink. She's gonna go down to the bar. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> no, <made> an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, we did expose a fourteen-year-old to like incredible amounts of trauma. So, like, and wine. Yay! So, uh, welcome Silvira. to being a paladin. Yep, that's what it's all about. Silvira's in here casting magic spells, and it literally looks like an arcane vandagraph. It's like a bunch of spinning metal balls and lightning shooting out, and she's casting some sort of infernal ray into it, and like fire is shooting off, and there's this little creature. That is standing on a table and it's hopping up and down on one leg, sort of alternating. It's like, yes, yes, he looks great. You're doing such a great job. This is fantastic. Yes, yes. And then it kicks a whole bunch of papers out of the floor and goes, whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear her, she's looking away from you as you walk in and she mm. goes, Jezebel. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> oh, we have guests. <laughs> and she stops casting her spell and then, <laughs> and then one of the bearings goes and the whole thing just topples over and starts rolling through the room. <laughs> And eventually it, like, bonks into a doorway to an adjacent laboratory. And you hear, Oi! 
What's going on in there? And a little tiny creature comes running in from the other laboratory, and it looks like an otter wearing a suit coat. <laughs> oh, I love this place. Guys, fuck Avernus on the stage. <laughs> we're in. We're a, a, in. A scent into Candle Keep. <laughs> and she says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Traxagor. I didn't mean to do that. And he says, you're sorry. You're sorry. Look at what it's done to the stone. Actually, the stone looks fine. Look at what it's done to my fragile ego. <laughs> And she says, yes, it's, it's quite damaging, I can tell. Uh, yes, uh, welcome to my laboratory. Oh, Falister! And Falister says, ah, yes, yes, I've brought some friends. Uh, I hope. So, funny story about the Van Thamper problem. <laughs> they all did. And she says, ah, yes, yes, uh, Traxigor, give us a minute. And the otter says, yep, we'll do. And he books it into the I'm off to go do water shit. Oh, please tell me he like slides on his belly down the floor <laughs> his other other. I guess, totally does. I guess I'll excuse myself one. and go into the otter room. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. No. <laughs> and he does this all the way up. Capers <laughs> out the room. Uh, meanwhile, terrible. this little creature is just, like doing mischievous oh, things yeah, and just being a big pain in the ass. Um, religion check for everybody, by the way. Seven. Very good. Fourteen. Not really. Much better. Ten. Crappy. Seven. Okay. Wait, did we level up? We did. Uh, yeah. You did, but we'll worry about that later, because I want to do the thing where we get to wrap up the right point. Um, you can tell that Jezebel, this little creature that's causing mischief, uh, is most absolutely a closet. It's uh, like the lowest level of demon. Yeah, cool. It looks like a little demon house cat. I mean, so it's a it's a cat. <laughs> Slightly less. So it looks like Matt. <laughs> um, um, I had a picture of it, but I, unfortunately, I lost the picture, so I'm not on that. But um, and she says, "Yes, yes." So tell me about the Van Thampers. And Falster says, well, maybe, "Do you guys want to tell her? Should I tell her? This has been weird." They're um, Amrick's well, still alive. Yeah, how many? Uh. How many of them do you need? Because most of them are dead now. I mean, um, like two. I suppose two, I don't really need any of them. Two out of four. Mortlock's still alive. Is he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He fucked off. Oh, that's where he killed the other guy. Um. Yeah. They. Um. There's a whole lot of devil shit going on. There's it's, also a hole in their house. Dear life. That, 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 <laughs> that is that is my fault. I do I do apologize. Um, but yeah, it, I don't really care about their house or their lives, to be perfectly honest. Falster, did you find what you needed? And Falster's like, well, not especially, but uh, this one over here, and he points at Xander, uh, has something that might be of interest to you. Hmm. Um, you, um. <laughs> it's mine. It's my birthday present. Yeah, do I really want to show this thing in front of this little demon fucking thing? I mean, like she seems like she has it under control. I actually no, not her, because I know, you know, I know what I know what a tiefling is, but I'm worried about the closet. <laughs> no, I mean, like it, it's a closet. She doesn't just like step on. So it. actually, I am gonna, I am gonna like actually stare at this closet while I'm like being obviously hesitant to show her this thing. Okay. I don't know if she reacts at all, or if she gives a fuck. She looks over at Jezebel. She looks back at you. She looks back at Jezebel, and Jezebel's like, <laughs> "Yes, show it, show it. I like to see." And she's like, you're not helping, Jezebel. <laughs> also, you kicked over all my papers. Go sort those alphabetically by number. <laughs> and the creature's like, <laughs> it goes and scoops up all the papers and looks around, takes one of the papers out and just feeds it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, it's me. All right. 
Um, I will take out the box. I will take out the infernal box. Okay. Or the puzzle box. Infernal box? Is it? Infernal box. Infernal, infernal puzzle, puzzle box. Infernal puzzle box. Yep. Uh, fucking a quarter quarter set. Her eyes go wide and her smile grows and grows. And she says, Ew, tieflings. Yeah. I know they're gross. I mean, grossly Awful. respectable. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, she, she and I, like, share a glance where, like, it's, like, like tiefling shit, like, <laughs> She's like, I know you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my cousin! <laughs> her eyes go wide and she smiles. And she, um, she says, It's been quite some time since I've seen one of those. Bring it here, bring it here. And she pushes a whole bunch of like laboratory shit off the table, including like glass beakers and hoses and stuff that go clattering on the ground and explode. Oh, so she's a scientist. Oh, yeah. Just be careful with this. Yes, yes, yes. Put it down over here. I set it down begrudgingly. And she immediately puts her hands up and starts tilting it around and looking at it. She puts it up by the light. She puts it back down. She says, oh, yes, yes. All right. I have many tests to run. Uh, Traxigor, come back. There's no response. Traxigor, I'm sorry I busted your door. <laughs> and the otter comes running back out. Yes, you are. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and Jezebel turns and, like, bears fangs at the otter. And the otter's like, remember what happened last time? And Jezebel turns and scoots out the room. And so the otter and this woman start moving oh. this gigantic <laughs> metal sphere she was fucking with back over to the bolts. And they take the puzzle box and they put it on like a little metal ring that sits inside and it's tied off by either side and it goes into this big arcane Vandegraaff machine. Oh god. And she says it's going to take some time to uh, figure out the appropriate way to solve the puzzle box, but <clears throat> I can't wait. And she pushes a button on the side of the machine and it starts to spin around and it spins and it spins and it spins. It starts spinning really fast and Traxagor is like, mm. And he casts a spell and in the blink of an eye, Traxagor is on the other side of the room and the machine has stopped spinning. And she says, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to have to spend the next eight hours remembering how to cast that again because your machine is broken. Somebody beat me twice last night. <laughs> And then as this is going on, she looks past the otter and looks at you and sees the shield that you have. And she's like, Uh, hello? Can I see the shield? You can see it. Cool. Bring it over. <laughs> uh, she's like, go see Yank it. And he's like, boom. boom. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, what are you going to do with it? I just want to look at it. Not I don't. I don't want to touch it. Not all okay. tieflings are thieves. Okay. Not all tieflings are thieves. <laughs> all right, you can you can look at it. Remember the sensitivity training they put you through at HR. Oh God, we're so school. hard. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> she's looking it over and she's pointedly not touching it, which is something you noticed is kind of weird because she touches everything immediately. Okay, well, I I feel a little bit better about that because she said she wasn't going to touch it. She just wanted to look look at it. And she's looking it over and she says. This is a powerful prison that you have there. A what? What did you put in there? Uh, it's a what? A prison. A pr oh, prison. I thought you said prism. It could be that too. Uh, it uh, looks very flat and metally to me, but... Uh, <laughs> so, um, funny story about this. It was, um, <laughs> underneath the Van Thamper estate in Salandra's personal vault, um... Thirstwell was the one that had the puzzle box, but um, apparently this is uh, the, the Hidden Lord. The Hidden Lord. Is the in here. The Hidden Lord. I, we, Fantastic. 
and Traxigor's like, I wouldn't touch it. She's like, I'm not going to touch it, you buffoon. Should, should we not be? Is it, like, radioactive? Are we going to die? I mean, like, I'm already Cyclops. It's fine. <laughs> she says, well, it, it's... And she pushes the glasses at the bridge of her nose. She says, they're known to be prisons for powerful creatures. Uh, they were used in the original wars, the Dawn Wars of the Gods of Memorials, and again, during the original fall. Uh, they imprisoned uh, all sorts of creatures, sometimes gods, um, but usually more like powerful angels or, or demons. Um, generally, they, they find their way into the world of men, and uh, misfortune follows them throughout history. And Traxagor says, well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I am a cleric of Ilmeter, so like, suffering is kind of my... <clears throat> so she says, well, truly, if it were me, what I would do, what I would recommend is I would go to hell and I would deposit it into the river sticks where the waters would wash the memory out of the shield. And then you would have a magic shield, but there'd be no creature imprisoned inside. And you can hear the shield being like, that's a bad idea. That's a really bad idea. Yeah, I'm really like magic shield is cool, but I'm also really worried about, you know, the the celestial inside of the shield. And Draxagor says, yes, yes, I agree with this one. Uh, see, that's very brilliant. Every prison must have a key, and if you could unlock the prison, you could release the creature inside, and that could prove to be a powerful ally. And they go back and forth about their various academic theories. She looks at the puzzle box again, and it's, at this point, the machine is spinning so fast you can't really see the puzzle box inside anymore, <laughs> and there's, like, weird colored gases and things coming off of it, and she's like, hmm, Okay, so it's definitely Infernal Iron. Very good, very good. That's expected, that's expected. Um, go have a drink. This will take me some time. Cool. Cool, cool. I mean, worst case scenario, she's the one opening the puzzle box if she fucks it up. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of those things where like we have a really bad track record of being like, this will be fine, and we leave the room and it's, and not, it's not fine. You're a wizard. You must have a way of contacting us the minute you find anything. Oh, yes, yes. I have message. I have sending. I have many spells. I have his daughter. <laughs> she what? says, I have his daughter. <laughs> yeah. She says, in fact, and she casts a magic spell, and then you hear in your mind, I even know Rary's telepathic bond. Uh, now you can hear me wherever you go throughout Candlekeep. Isn't that cool? Delightful. Oh. Duh. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> Well, now that I've cast the spell, I, I, I kind of can't. How do I turn it off? Get out! <laughs> I'll so off. I hand you a flail. <laughs> and, we uh, both had... <laughs> so, that works, that works both ways, right? Yep. From inside Theo's head, uh, she just hears a completely different voice going, What are you? Who are you talking to? There's a voice in Theo's head that's not his. Ah, okay, alright. The, the voice goes, what are you doing? There's not really a response. She seems carried away with her arcane shit. And then it sort of goes back to feel like this is you've, you've like you've had a lot of voices in your head or something like that. And he kind of gets freaked out and like you can see him sort of like uh, and he futzes with the uh, the bandage around his eyes and sort of ties it a little bit tighter and puts his hands over his ears a little bit. And you can hear the voice of the shield go, well, that's unexpected. It's crowded in your brain. Yeah. That's why it comes out my eyes and my nose and my mouth. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's just light and bleh. 
Let's get fucked up. <laughs> then I can have more voices in my head. Thing you've seen. <laughs> As you are getting ready to depart her laboratory, uh, she says, "Oh, and I almost forgot um, something that might be uh, amusing to you, given that you seem so interested in the happenings of El Terrell. Um Lulu, this is Tiny El Terrell snowblower. This is the creator. <laughs> it's a dish, <laughs> and it just says, "Wish you were here." <laughs> Um, she says, Lulu, and you can hear, like, some journals and notebooks and things tumbling off of a table, and a creature stands up from underneath them, and it scratches under its pot belly, like, all over its groin, uh, and it, it's very clearly an imp, like the kind that you saw hanging around with Thirstwell, and it groggily looks up from its nap from under all those books, and scratches itself, looks around a little bit, and procures what looks like a tiny cigarette. Pulls it up to its mouth and it casts a flame cantrip. It doesn't always work the first time. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> what do you want? Lulu, uh, these people are very interested in the happenings of Elturel. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> All right, what do you want to know? <laughs> Wazowski, you forgot to fire your <laughs> What do you know of Elturel? Well, you see, I was there at the original Hell Ride. How old are you? Ah, I mean, we're kind of timeless. Hello? (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) But I remember fighting devils way back when, you know? Why are they so focused on Elturel? I don't know. I don't remember much of anything, really. Uh, I woke up in Hadronis and kind of wandered around for a little bit, and then I took a portal and it left me to Neverwinter. Neverwinter sucks. So I came down here to Candlekeep, and, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of this place either, because there's this little shit over here, and points over to Jezebel, and Jezebel's like hopping around one foot. <laughs> How can Neverwinter suck? It's literally Neverwinter. Yeah, they tell you that on the brochures, but they don't tell you there's two feet of snow year-round. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said, too. <laughs> portals? Can you... What portals? Tell us about portals. What do you want to know about portals? Like, what's a portal? It takes you to another place. What's <laughs> a portal with you? <laughs> it's a window on a ship. Are there portals in the world? Like this world? Sometimes, when wizards open up uh, demon lords and arch devils, and sometimes they just open up on their own because magic's weird. Is that how El Torel got taken? Do you know? I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, I was there 500 years ago. Hmm. Interesting. Every time I uh, see a new text or or read a new thing about El Torel's history, sometimes my memories, you know, they come back. You drink? Oh, yeah. Let's come in uh, Telltale's uh, Elturel. Wait, the shield was also at the original Hell Ride, right? Uh, I don't think the shield said that. Oh. Oh, it was during the first war. Or whatever. Blood war. The, the, the war. original war where the devil fell. Ah. Yeah. That guy. Was an Apocalypto about Elturel? Apocalypto was about hell coming to the world of men. Ah. I'm going to carry my fucking Lucifer. Let's go get a drink. Like all that emo literature. 
genre. Okay. I mean, very good DM. Yeah, I want to. I want to swap, swap tails of Elturel. Yeah, pick his horns. You want to swap tail? Yeah. Uh, so it's Lulu. Lulu's a girl. So it's a female name. I um, love her. She's she's Roz. She is Roz. <laughs> Your stunned expression is very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, so you monsters in monsters in yeah. You bring her down to the bar. You have to hike down thirteen floors of stairs. And then you get down to the Lonely Tap. And when you get into the Lonely Tap, you can see that it's a lively little place. <clears throat> when you get in there, you can see that there is uh, a whole bunch of people who are doing, like, the hipster thing, where they've got their glasses in their book and their one, like, light beer, and they're sipping it very slowly. But there's also some people getting fucking rowdy in here. There's some people who are playing dice games. And in one corner, you actually see there is an ogre who is wearing, like, it looks like a, a blue headband tied at the front. And he's wearing uh, a pair of spectacles, and they're like gnome-sized spectacles on the end of the gigantic bulbous ogre. <laughs> and he's reading some sort of arcane spell book, and he's nodding to himself and talking. Mm, yes, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do declare. <laughs> Very much like walking into the cantina in Star Wars kind of vibe. Yeah, except everybody here is nerds. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that, that walking into abandoned building. In, instead of smugglers, it's wizards. Yes, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so uh, there is table service, so you guys get a table easily enough, and a, a barmaid comes around and starts delivering drinks to your table, and uh, Lulu tells you everything that she can remember. Um, I remember I was friends with an angel, beautiful angel, big warrior type, he used to cut people down with a big glowing sword. It's really cool. Don't actually remember the battle, though. You must have lost. She says, um, I can remember very little. Brief flashes, sensory stuff, you know, sky of red, dry heat, winds, smell of burnt sand. But, uh, for the most part, I remember just this big-ass angel stomping around, fighting all these devils with a big glowing sword. And there were a bunch of these, all sorts of puffed-up human guys riding saddle, and they were charging off with their sharp wooden sticks, and they thought they were the cat's potatoes. Were they the, uh, oh, whatever the name of that uh, paladin group, the Hellriders, or whatever the name is, I'll say. Were they the Hellriders of Miltrell, or is, are we talking to the same people? She says, um, I don't remember, but it sounds right. I mean, that's what I'd call them. Yeah. They rode out through this gate, this portal, and they stomped around, and they were fighting devils, I think. You know, it's funny, when I think about it, I can remember seeing all the banners and all the fancy horses, but when I think about going to the other side of that portal, it's just me. Do you remember the companion? Sort of, like, scratches itself. I can't say I know what you're talking about. Is it a specific companion? Maybe I, I, I... It is a magical item that hangs like a second sun over El Toro. No, I, I can't think of anything quite like that. What's an imp doing fighting with an angel against devils? Like, I know demons and devils are... But with an angel? Well, an imp is a devil. The closet is a Side. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're parallel to each other. So wait. So it's a devil fighting devils. It's... Devil fighting devils, that's weird. And Lulu says, I don't know. I wish I could remember. I mean, I don't like the guys. Devils are jerks. Can she... Has she tried picking through your head to 
See if she can find anything? Yeah, I don't know how much there is to pick through. It's a different story when it's, you know, one of these mortal types thinking they can figure out what's going on and somebody who's literally timeless. <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like, a big deal that you can't remember who she is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come in time. I mean, you'll probably all be dead by then, but, you know, Comfort. I'll still be around. I mean, that could be tomorrow. Yeah, it could be. Or a hundred years from now. As long as it happens three or four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> What's her whole thing with the puzzle box? What's her? Why she got the whole big machine for it? All the setup and everything. Ah, she studies uh, infernal history. Nerd. She. And she doesn't know where like you came from or anything. She hasn't got any information about your background or anything. I, mean, I came from Adam. That's not much. It's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. What did the angel, you know, your buddies would look like? And to support that, I'll describe the statue that we found in Van Damper's basement there. Sounds like a big angel to me. If it looked like a big <laughs> ass kicker, it was probably the one I was hanging around with. I don't know. Angels all look the same. <laughs> I love her. That's racist. <laughs> yeah, well, how many angels you enjoyed cavorting around with, though? <laughs> but this angel was different. Different? Bigger ass kicker? I don't know. Took a lot less crap. Three thumbs. <laughs> Did it have a name? I can't remember. Hmm. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... What do you think would happen if they had touched the shield? If. The imp touched the shield? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how do you how do you find one of these portals? Well, like I said, sometimes the wizard types make them. I've seen them make some of those up in the towers. Traxigor can do it. Oh. The otter? The otter? Yeah. He's a wizard? What did you think he was? He was in Candlekeep. He's a talking otter in a suit coat. Well, I thought. Did you think he wasn't a wizard? I thought he was a conjured servant. Sorry. Whoa! 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 <laughs> See, this is why people think Tiefens are bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most of the time they are bad guys. Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> like I, that not the player king literally thought that's what that was going on. Oh my on. god, that's awesome. No, I love. I just love the whole reaction of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even look into the polite look around to see if there was an otter in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's Candlekeep. There could be like ten of them here. <laughs> they, they all look up there like, me. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Wayne. <laughs> She's red. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Do you guys want to need to ask any more questions of Lulu before you let time pass and drink alcohol until you get cough? <laughs> Lulu seems kind of useful. <laughs> Well, I, I thought it seems like a good time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought maybe we could uh, then have an excuse for future history checks. Like if we rolled a good number, we could say, oh, "Yeah, Lily told us this story that we remembered." It yeah, that's, that, so would, that would be incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. for sure. Yeah, um, and she does remember occasional bits and pieces about like um, she'll tell you about. She remembers traveling up the river Styx, um, <laughs> which, as you learned earlier from Silvira talking about the shield, that the waters of the Styx, uh, when they come in contact with you, cause your memories to evaporate. Which oh, she suggests is a possibility of what happened to her dome. <laughs> um, yeah, any other questions for her? 
Man, I buy you another. I, I do listen to very intently, but yeah. So if you don't have anything else on your agenda, uh, you'll get a, a call on the Rarys telepathic bond cell phone. It's the only network that has coverage around here. <laughs> we all jump at the same time. You have, to hear oh. ad, you have to listen to an ad first. Mine's <laughs> on vibrate. <laughs> and you can hear Sylvia's voice, and she's like, "Yes, yes, I think I figured out how to solve it." But I don't want to do it until you guys are in the room, because sometimes devils come out of it, and I just, you know, I don't really want to have all my stuff ruined. So if you guys came up here and kick the shit out of whatever comes out of this thing, that would be great. I would ask Traxigor, but, you know, he's like, you know, ten inches tall, so I don't really think he's going to help. I mean, no promises that your stuff, some of your stuff won't get damaged if there are devils and they come out and, and we fight them, but, you know. Yeah, hide your breakables, and we'll be right there. Yeah. Mm. Here are yeah. your delicates. <laughs> wizard to wizard, I understand the HP risk. Let's go help her out. Let's <laughs> see. So up 13 flights of stairs. Yeah, do we get to take a short rest at the top of the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> we all gain one level of exhaustion yeah. after climbing sure. the stairs. No, brilliant fucking wizard. Go load your bellies full of beer, climb 13 flights of stairs, and then I'm going to have you fight a devil. <laughs> I get this I advantage because I got cramp in my side. <laughs> I mean, you know, wizards aren't exactly known for their forethought. Yeah. This is true. More for their five thought. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I see it in five dimensions. <laughs> when you get in there, you can see that uh, Traxagor is standing on the table. And uh, you can see that Silvira is there. And she has a whole bunch of little beakers of different colored liquids. Most of them are very metallic looking. Um, and you can see that Jezebel is not in the room. But the door to the broom closet keeps bumping. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, oh, good, good. You're here. Um, I would say catch your breath. But no, let's do this right now. Let's do it right now. I'm so excited. Did you intentionally put Jezebel in the broom closet, or are they just... Stupid? I don't really want her playing with these. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I, so anyway, and she lifts Nobody up the... puts baby in the corner. <laughs> Demon baby is okay. <laughs> she lifts up the puzzle box, and she uh, sort of traces along the runes with her finger, and she goes to one of the vials, and she's like, I think this is the right one. What? And she just pours a whole bunch of the silver metallic goop all over the top of it. And she starts rotating the box really fast. She pours a bunch of mercury into the humidifier. We all die. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that the etching is starting to fill in with this metal liquid. And as she moves it around, it's settling in and sinking into the box as though it's like foam on the inside. And she turns it around until the whole surface has all these like little silver glowing bits on it. And she's like, oh, not that one. And she kind of smudges it away with her finger and pours a different on that part. And it clicks. And the box comes apart in her hands. And the walls just collapse onto the table. And inside uh, is what looks like a tablet, uh, about nine inches by nine inches. Uh, and it looks to be of some sort of precious metal. Uh, like a, it's, honestly, it looks like platinum. It looks like platinum, like a platinum coin, except it's big. Uh, and there is a message that is written on it. And I think at this point she's probably picked up that uh, Zanzer is the guy who would be the most interested in this. She can't see the infernal yeah. iPad. <laughs> it's just an iPad. If you want to read it out loud for the class, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice of font there. <laughs> you see what I was working with? Um, on this, the 15th day of flame rule, in the 1444th year of the Dale Reckoning, I, Raja Bilardi, by my authority as the High Watcher of, of Helm and the highest surviving mortal authority in the city of Elturel, do swear this oath to pledge my soul and the entire city of Elturel. Nice. Um, 
Unto the Archduchess Zariel, to be so passed into her custody at the end of fifty years, the latter to be transported to Avernus, and the former to be taken into her service. Oh, this is all right. In exchange for which Zariel, the Archduchess of Avernus, and faithful representative of Asmodeus, the Archfiend, Lord of the Ninth and Nessus, Supreme Master of the Nine Hells, bestows the gift of the Companion, a solar insidiator, oh, which shall be placed in the sky above El Terrell for at least the term of this agreement, and whose light, <clears throat> and whose light will scourge the undead from the city. She further swears to render whatever aid may be necessary to end the High River Clav, High River Clavicia's reign, if the gift of the companion proves insufficient to this task. In consideration of honor of these mutual covenants, we sign in blood upon this day and year written above. And Zariel, the Archduchess of Avernus, and the High Watcher, Nahabalardi of Elturel. Well, this is just fucking ducky. So it's actually a Belandi, uh, and Belandi is the first High Watcher of Elturel. Who sold the city. Who sold the soul of an entire city mm. for 50 years of, of glowy yeah. fucking undead production. Jesus Christ. 50? Didn't that so, happen 500 years ago? The original Hellride was 500 years ago. The Companion's only been around for 50 years. Oh. Um, and something that Zanzer would be familiar with is there was an event in Elturel's history, and even though it's recent history, enough people died that it's not considered to be like known, commonly known by most people, called the Red Coup. <clears throat> in the events of the Red Coup, uh, the High Rider, who is basically the number one uh, Hell Rider in town, uh, waged a war on vampires and uh, contracted the curse of vampirism. And when it was discovered, Najibalandi was actually one of the other Hell Riders uh, and also worked uh, with the Church of Helm and discovered the curse of vampirism, escaping the vampires in the process. Uh, and returned to siege the city. And it is said that Belandi's uh, faith and fervor was so divine that the heavens blessed El Terrell with the companion to uh, scourge the vampiric affliction. It's a lie. It always is. Uh, and Belandi's long since dead. Um, the history goes, and you're not much of an historian, but you know sort of the basics, which is Belandi was assassinated very shortly after taking over uh, in the absence of uh, Clav uh, Iskaya. Uh, no body for Iskaya was ever found, uh, but that's not uncommon because the vampires who were torched by this thing basically turned to ash in the streets. Um, but she was assassinated, and somebody else took the throne for a while, and then that person eventually died of old age. Uh, and was replaced with Fabius Krieg about 18 years ago. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. You knew that vampires were going to be in this fucking game. We were all joking about vampires. And... But he's good news. We go to hell, we get the city back. Oh, my God. And Traxigor says, yes, that could be done. That's um, not actually all that challenging. Truly, I would need to rest to cast the spell. Oh, yeah, because hell is... Such a cool place for a whole city to chill actually very warm super and super fine. Don't you know everyone there? 
Nemea rolls her eyes so hard she goes back in time and gets all her memories. <laughs> that so, was just a secret. We've been trying to help you this whole time. So <laughs> Zanzer, make her Zanzer does uh, kind of get a little, you know, obviously peeved, and he's like, that's it. That's all that was in this box. Yeah, and Silvira says, well, it's more interesting than you might think, and she gestures towards it in your hand, and she says, that absolutely looks to me a part of uh, Infernal Pact. Uh, these packs are always made up of two pieces. You see, they make an identical writing on each side, and each party keeps one half of the agreement. To void the agreement, you need to get both pieces together, and typically there's some sort of a command phrase or some sort of uh, agreement on how to dispose of such a thing. Um, oftentimes, magic of great wizards is needed. Perhaps you've heard of a spell called Wish. And perhaps when the two halves are joined, you can wish them away. And I've heard of other things, much stranger. Uh, my suggestion from earlier, the river sticks, is often used in these sorts of agreements since it's so central to the way that these devils operate. It seems to be their defensive stronghold against demons as well as a great way to get things up and down the river because uh, it turns out Mesoloths don't suffer the effects of the waters of the river. So we need to get another half of document. Yeet into from an archduchess of hell. A piece of cake. Pizza cake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly went Italian on you. You want to get now a city I want pack? pizza cake. <laughs> what, you think getting it's a city pack is going to be a, a, a trip to the store? Oh my god. It's always been a war, Xander. This is not what I expected. If this Bilardi is in hell, I hope I meet him. And you thought Baldur's Gate was the only one that's full of liars. Never had much doubt, to be honest with you. And frankly, I don't care. I just want certain people back. And uh, as you are talking about the contents of this thing, I'm assuming somebody reads it out loud at some point. Uh, and Lulu drops her cigarette. Zariel! That was my angel. Oh, you had that kind of relationship. The, Theo, Theo, you're, you're, doesn't remember. But if you told him his name, would he remember? Alright, Forgotten Lord, does it sound familiar to you? Can't say I was there. Yeah. I was also, vault somewhere. You know, the, the, the hidden lord is using masculine pronouns, so. And the Lulu says, I think I remember, we were going through the gate, we were tearing through devils like a song through the air, and then Zeriel was wielding spells and chopping down and there were knights and they were they were singing this choir as they charged through but then we got betrayed I think I remember feeling betrayed I don't remember who was betraying us ah are you guys going to hell I need to ride up <laughs> <laughs> <Hop> aboard <laughs> you got a family reunion going on or something like that like Something like that. Many people have said to us in the past few days to see you in hell. I'd say we take them up on their offer. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. carry big silver hammer all the way from Baldur's Gate for nothing. <laughs> Agreed. Um, politics aside, we need to, uh, you know, the, the people who, the people who uh, are stuck there now had nothing to do with this pact or this agreement. I believe we owe them all of our efforts to get them back. They can keep the city, 
but we, all, we want the people back. Agreed. Stupid. And Sildura looks over at Traxigor, and Traxigor's like, all right, all right, I'll get my spell book. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Tuning fork! I need a tuning fork. Want to tune to the... Come on, otter get going. <laughs> <laughs> the otter hops down, and he's... Because he's cruel. Yeah. And he jogs into the other room. And he comes back riding a giant centipede. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, mov- just, I'm moving a candle key. <laughs> I feel like uh, this chick has just like a closet of weird shit that they keep rummaging into. And like, yeah, that's a freak now. Pretty much. Uh, and then he starts rifling through shit on her desk and like pushing stuff off. And she's like, I put Jezebel in the closet for a reason. Oh my god, I'm trying to go. And uh, eventually, um, perhaps it's one of you who finds it, but it is a tuning fork that just says Avernus on it. It's got like a tag. <laughs> This'll do. Um, we can't cast it in the gates. Somebody will have to come with me. Well, all of you have to come with me. Well, yeah, all of you have to come with me. Okay. This is very simple. The wards of this place don't allow you to teleport in or out. Plain chip is a powerful spell, but not powerful enough to thwart the wards of Candlekeep. Plus, if they were, the watchers would bang down my door and I could stab the whole lot. I like not being stabbed. That one time was not very pleasant. Did that have anything to do with Jezebel? And you know what? Strangely, it didn't. Huh. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Do you need to bring a book with you so you can get back in? Uh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so here is like, yeah, you remember last time? <laughs> and he rummages around through his shit, and he's like, uh, yeah, this one will do. All right, let's go. Um, I'm gonna tell Rhea that uh, you know you don't have to do this. I'm doing this, she says. She's also sloshed. You... We abandoned her at the bar for a reason. <laughs> Just let her become Just an like all our children. <laughs> you know that you're probably not coming back. You know that the likelihood is that none of us are coming back. And she looks at you and she says, uh, I realize that I am young, but I'm a hell rider of El Terrell and I took my arrows. Okay. Then we go together. And I'm coming too. All right, Roz, let's go. <laughs> oh, she is so deadly. Yeah, but then. Let's check. Do you have any more of those joints? We may need some. Yeah. Like, fill up your bag. And... Let's take the NPC child to hell. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong there. She's definitely going to be able to get to back. She's going to wind up there one way or another. Yeah. She's going to get there with or without us. <clears throat> it literally is her oath. I mean, she could just mean girls this whole thing and just win it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so you are led out of the gates now. <laughs> Been at Candlekeep for like an afternoon. You're a little drunk on their beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's face it. Dragomir was not there for the what requisite 36 hours it takes for him to get drunk. Fair enough. <laughs> also, liquid courage. Like, we're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Uh, so Traxigor leads you out. Uh, there is actually a ritual circle outside the gates that they use for people to teleport in. And uh, he makes arrangements to use that circle and starts drawing with some sort of bizarre black ashy substance that looks very oily, uh, and draws out a big fucking pentagram and it looks satanic as shit. Dope. Um, over the course of like forty five minutes, music plays. So over the course of about forty five minutes, he paints out a gigantic, sa- gigantic satanic mark. Uh, and then uh, bids all of you to stand inside the center of the five-pointed star. Sure! Sounds great! Nothing nothing bad or weird can happen. So before I go, I'm going to take a... I I grab myself a silver chain when I was back in wherever. 
in whatever city we were in, uh, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. And I thread the the ring through it, and I'm going to put the ring over. I'm going to put I'm going to put it over my uh, neck so I don't lose it. Okay. And I'll tuck it in. <clears throat> I'll kiss it before I do that. So oh. <laughs> sadder. And then I'll, I will be the first to walk into this uh, rune, rune, whatever ring, rune ring. It's big enough for all of you to stand comfortably. Rune holster. Rune holster. Oh my god. Those things walking in where it's like, well, enough people have told us to go to hell. We might as well do that. You all step in, and uh, he starts casting a magic spell. Um, as you're stepping into the circle, uh, let's go once around the table of what you're thinking before you travel to hell. Well, for Dragomir, it's real easy. Like, he's getting ready to, like, pop out of this circle and just start swinging. Like, he, he, he's, he's imagining hell as, like, this never-ending field of one foe more stronger than the other, and he's just going to climb the chain. Whacking devil? Yeah, he's, 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 this is a ladder climb for him. All right. <clears throat> what the rest of you thinking? White noise. Um, Theo seems to be having an uncomfortable conversation in his head. Like, he's not actually saying anything, but his lips are moving. He's kind of got his face scrunched up a little bit. Internal debate with the uh, voices. Oh, my shoulder, Angel. (laughs) My shoulder, maybe, Angel? (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about the two of you? It's the first time Nemea has ever been really frightened, and it's not like frightened of going to hell. Like Baldur's Gate is hell, so like what could be what could be worse than living in the outer city of Baldur's Gate? It's more that this is the first time that she ever could have imagined having companions in her in a setting like this. Mostly because she doesn't know if she ever had. So if, if there ever was anybody, they don't really matter anymore. And she feels a lot less willing to die than she did the other day. Okay. Zandor. Um... I am coming. I will save you. You are my one. You are my only. Traxagor's brow drips with sweat as he concentrates on maintaining the spell. It appears that he's uh, struggling with it, almost as if someone is resisting his efforts to cast it. Plumes of dark smoke erupt from the symbols that are etched on the ground as a hot wind blows over this courtyard, blasting things off of a food vendor's cart where hungry refugees scoop them up off of the ground. Just as it seems like he won't be able to maintain the spell for any longer, a sound like ripping fabric erupts with the force of a thunderbolt, rumbling your bellies and ringing your ears. The courtyard spins and falls away as you're fully absorbed into the arcane runes beneath your feet, the spell's magic leaving nothing in Traxagor's ritual circle, but chalk burnt to ash, the odor of sulfur, and the evidence of devastation from the realms below. Anyway, next we join our heroes. You fuckers be in hell. We are finally descending. Thank you guys for <laughs> Only took so- us a couple of-